bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody! Whoa, oh wow, there's a frog in there dying to get out. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the <laughs> podcast where we talk about the week in politics in the United States of Trump America. Another week, another 900 dramas. <laughs> it's crazy living in America, Trump. <sighs> People are mad, hunty, and they're mad at each other. Yeah, they are. The whole America is mad. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's like so scared that Donald Trump and his tweeting and his assholery mm, are going to are going to get us into war with. Oh, they're very afraid of war. My own dad. If you're listening, hey, Dan, let me out. Hey, Leon. <laughs> OK, you too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Leon. <laughs> Gross. Just kidding, Phyllis. No, I'm not. He's hot. Get to it, bitch. Sometimes I imagine you're my stepmother. Now that is sexy. So I already fun. treat you like like a minor stepdaughter know, like a slave. So, <laughs> um, uh, he forwarded me a petition to sign today, I think, or yesterday. And it literally was like signing a petition about like, don't let Trump have access to the nuclear thing because we're about to go to war. Like, oh don't, my let God. Him, don't let him pr- put us into war. Leon, don't I, be fear mongering. <laughs> I did sign it. Um, well, I think that people are scared of war and that's the thing. But what I think what I think is going to happen is that this motherfucker is going to cause a civil war um, called Civil War Two: Rise of the Faggots. <laughs> I mean, for real, like, right. like, and that encompasses all, like, you mean cool people, all the home, right, 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 all the cool people, I mean, ladies and homosexuals, yeah, exactly, and all the marginalized, marginalized groups. right, and it's gonna be like the Sorcerer Stone. It's gonna be like <laughs> what's some other ones like? What is your, what is a pirates one? Oh God, um, Ooh. Pirates of the Caribbean. Curse of no, the this Pro- is Civil War Two at World's End. Oh, yeah. Okay. Civil War II at World. Oh, I see. Right. Civil War II at World's End. Right. Civil War II. Um, Curse t- of the Black Jewel or something. Isn't <laughs> that one? Black Pearl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Black yep. Pearl. Right. What are the. Um, oh, God. Why am I going brain dead? Well, all whatever. The sequels. That's what's going to happen. That's what I really believe. I feel like people are so mad at each other mm-hmm. and they are constant resistance and protest, which is great. But then it's just like it's just this constant tension. We feel it everywhere we go. And we live in L.A. So it's like I don't even people are in the people are in the shadows. The Trump people are in the shadows like they're like, oh, they're like Gollum. Yeah. They don't tell you like the precious has got another another rally. I'm going to go to today. (laughs) I'm not going to tell anybody about it. My precious. (laughs) And then they're all there preciousing out. Being yeah. golems. Yeah. And on the news, they're mm-hmm. like, are the people who voted for Trump, they're not happy with him. And I'm like, who is telling you this? No one even admits to us that they voted for Trump. And furthermore, I mean, we just kind of surmise, uh-huh. oh, you know, like smize, smize, smize <laughs> with your eyes. We just sort of smize. We smize and surmise. We go, could be a Trump supporter. But then we want to say for me, I mean, I was like, I was trying to be in the middle. I try to give him a chance. Yeah. And I feel like. You know, and some stuff, it's cool. It's like the stock market's booming. We don't have any stocks. We're complete and utter neophyte, broke, oh, regular. No, people who have money or should be pretty happy, oh, they I are. think, right now. They're thrilled. Even people that hate him are like, I don't know. I mean, my stocks are killing it. And I'm yeah. like, well, good for you. My parents were regular and didn't invest in anything. <laughs> I also don't have any money or savings. Phyllis, Leon, are you listening? <laughs> we like it in small bills. You can do a money order. Um, but yeah, so there are good things, a couple, one or two, but then for people who support him, if they're not going to like get on board and say that calling Chuck Schumer a clown or saying so-called judge, or I mean the 
Russia shit, you've got to you got to at least be able to be like, oh, that's and not they don't. good. But none of maybe them do. that we don't know because we no one tells us. Anything. Well, when we see the ones on TV who are upstanding citizens, that's who, true. Who are like, um, we got to give him a chance. We got to let the guy get to work. I mean, he might say that stuff, but he doesn't, you know, either a mean it. And if he does, that's OK. Oh, it yeah. They're like, we need to says. give him a year. Is right. What they say. And it doesn't matter what he says. It matters what he does. It's like, well, you know what? You you are what you say and you, what well, you do when, is what well, you say. The thing is, when, when they're posed with the question, um, what about how he said he had the biggest electoral college win? And what about how he said the inauguration was in? He says these facts and they're actually just complete and, uh, you know, they're, they're lies, quite uh-huh. frankly, even if they're mistakes. These people come and they say, well, he's just not a trained politician. Oh, right. He's not you know? a politician. So he, he just, he, you know, so he's he, just talking off the cuff. Right. So he doesn't know about lies. He, a person who's not a politician doesn't understand when they're lying. I guess they don't know that a, one of the traits of a fantastic salesman is a complete and other braggart and utter braggart and liar. That's what they do. That's how they sell you. Right. Exactly. Hasn't no. anyone seen Tommy Boy and the thing with the brake pads? I mean, that's how we all learned about sales. <laughs> I mean, have you been to a car place lately? Oh, or what a strip club. Oh, my God. They really They're tried the biggest. They really artists. try to sell you piece they of shit. They don't have sex with you. Oh, hey. Duh, duh, duh. Ready for the circuit party? Uh, uh, uh. All right. Let's get to Eye of the Shit Storm. <laughs> that's what that song means. That's the call of the faggots. <laughs> That's for our civil war. Here we go. Let's go to war. Shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker, shit, ass tits, motherfucker, shit. Come on. Pickety pong, pickety fuck, pickety fuck, pickety fuck, 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 Decided to let the Russia doo-doo tsunami develop some more and make Mexico the eye of the shitstorm. Yeah. Te amo. We learned that <laughs> oh. today. Where mm-hmm. I asked, I wanted to thank the waiter and I wanted to say love you to the waiter as if that's appropriate. And I asked Julie how to say it in Mexican. And I do call it Mexican because <laughs> Spanish people in Spain say, speak Spanish differently. And Julie goes... What did you say? Take care of. Take care of. And I go, I think that means I want you. And I certainly don't want to tell him that. I have a line of my inappropriate yes, things with I'll waiters. I'll tell them I love them, but not that I want them. And there is a difference, I guess. Okay. So this week, and I was right, because you right. know what? Yo quiero Taco Bell. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this week, shit got really real with Mexico mm. and the wall and sanctuary cities and deporting people and like, you know, that stuff. So it all came to a head or it all came to three big heads when Secretary of State T-Rex Tillerson and (laughs) Secretary, that was Julie's dinosaur, Secretary of Homeland Security John Kelly took the private jet on down to meet with the president of Mexico. It's like El Piedro Nieto de Lila. Let's just call him the president of Mexico. I know I can never say his name. Ever. I can say it, but it's just going to confuse people. I hate when it's too many names and constituents and Israel and stuff like that. I mean, Mexico is really very angry. They're so mad at us. Yeah, as they should be since, I mean, you know, he called them a bunch of criminals and said their (laughs) trade sucked and they were draining us and bringing drugs over here, which we love. Right. Um, You know, they said they're a security. Yeah, yeah, he talked. He basically talked a shit ton of shit about Mexico during his campaign. A lot of people think that's why he got elected. I mean, right. And uh, yeah, they're pissed and they're not having it. And they're like, um, turns out, sweetie, we're not doing the wall. So basically, those <laughs> fools went down there. Rex Tillerson, uh, up until now, has said a, a total of 50 words on the record since yeah, he's been right. confirmed, um, which I just want to point out. Condoleezza Rice never said much. And um, oh, are you wearing your headphones this whole time? Yes. Yeah, so I want to uh, make sure that I get this. OK. Right. And neither did um, Colin Powell, but whatever. So I don't even need to hear from Rex Tillerson's ass. Because by the way, they went down there and had their meeting on Thursday. And then when he finally did speak, he didn't say shit. We didn't hear anything about the meeting. No. And he basically said opposite of what Trump said. Everyone is saying opposite of what Trump says, by the way, which is fantastic. So basically all they came out and said was that they're not going to do mass deportations. Right. Then Trump turned right around and said... We're doing mass yeah, deportations. Right, exactly. And Rex, T-Rex was also like, we're going to we'll have a wonderful affection for the Mexican people. Fantastic we're good point. friends. And when two sovereign... Also, that's a word uh, I don't but, need to hear anymore. Oh, God. 
our sovereignty. What are we, I've are always we lived right, I live right next close to Mexico mm-hmm. my whole life. I grew up close to Mexico. I have an affection for the Mexican people. It means people. Gulf of Mexico in Texas. And um, I know that when we're two sovereign countries, they can be friends, but sometimes right. they don't agree on some so, stuff. So basically, so you guys know, on Tuesday before the meeting on Thursday, Trump um, issued... Um, like a new thing that broadened the scope of what they were going to do. Like first they were going to deport just the criminal (laughs) criminal um, element. No, like the non, what are they called? People who here, it's not illegal aliens. That's the old bad way. Oh, undocumented. So only criminal undocumented. Then on Tuesday he said he was going to broaden the scope and it was just all undocumented that were, you know, found or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and also so you guys know, because here's what I've been hearing a lot. Ice. And I'm like, ooh, ICE? Right. Is that like short for, it's like America's ISIS, but it's like ICE, <laughs> and it has to do with like undocumented. ICE means um, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Mm. Now we know that. We'll put that on the record. ICE, ICE, baby. Yeah. I've also been hearing a lot of terms bandied about entitled sanctuary cities. Right. What sanctuary cities are, just so you guys know, they are, um, where did I write that? Oh, here. There's cities like San Francisco. Many, a lot of cities are sanctuary cities, but they have an ordinance that prohibits city employees from helping immigration and customs enforcement, ICE, with immigration investigations or arrests unless such help is required by the federal state law or warrant. Mm. So, like, remember that whole thing with Arizona where they were like, if we pull you over, we can ask to see your beer. Oh, yeah. Uh You know, and it was like, well, that's just complete and utter, like, Racial, racial profile, uh-huh. yeah, racial mm-hmm. profiling, mm-hmm. and everybody was like totally against that. And everybody knows Arizona is like filled with fucking grodies. But um, <laughs> my parents live there. <laughs> hey, mom. Um, but it is. I mean, it's like all Mormons and fucking racist assholes. But that's fine. I like. I mean, I like Phoenix. It's fun. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, what's the other one that people go to? Scottsdale. Uh huh. But is they're just one? so. I mean, they are so. Arizona's gross. It's right on the border of Mexico too. It's oh. like Texas, so they get all. You know, I've all... only been to Arizona one time, or maybe a few times actually. Now that I think about it, that horrible time I slept on the floor in the hotel, right. and then also I did visit a pig there once, an actual pig. I think you said this last time, but I can't remember for sure because we were drunk last time. Mm. Anyway, the bottom line is nothing. We're out of time, and nothing really went on in the meeting. Whatever went on, they didn't tell us in this long ass, dumbass press conference. And then Trump went on to say, "Yeah, no, I don't know what they said, and like, sorry, they had to go down there and deal with that asshole. But I'm gonna do what I said I'm gonna do, and I don't give a fuck." And just so you guys also know, our trade with Mexico equals 1.5 billion dollars a day. Wow. <laughs> so what are we trading with them? I wonder. Also- Corona's baby. Oh, right. I love that import. <laughs> right. And also, there is something to be said for the... I mean, we can, this is kind of also tip of the iceberg because also, on the other hand, Mexico can go suck a bag of dicks because they are doing some shitty, shady bullshit, which is a, of America giving them $2.3 billion or something like that in basically like... Ba- like no, um, aid. 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 Oh, and aid. So it's but not- we all know that the aid means it's going right into the pocket of President Pekindeka Nakanyama. Yeah. And that's that, not going to the Mexican people no. in Mexico. If the, if Mexico is being run correctly, nobody would be trying to get in a raft or try to w- w- scale a wall or come over to a different country all the time. And they are because yeah. that living there sucks because they're poor because the country, the government's corrupt and they keep all the money and people can't have a, for the most part, are not having like a good life. So like the government needs to fucking get it together. But we do give them a ton of aid and it comes from... Department of Defense, Energy, Labor, Health and Human Services, Interior, Peace Corps, like a lot of our government agencies give them aid and it's basically all just glad handing payoffs. Yeah, and that's where Trump's like, that. you're going to get your your money train's going to stop. It's just a, a whole big big dick versus little dick. Actually, they all have little dick. Actually, Rex Tillerson <laughs> probably has a big one. But we got to go. So, um that was the worst segment, but who cares? <laughs> Let's stop talking about Mexico and oh. talk to a real life person. <gasps> Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the doors. Right. Let's have a kiki. I'm going to let you have it. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Die, turn, work. Let's have a kiki. We are going to serve and work and turn and hunt, hunt, honey. This is a segment that we don't get to do very often, but we love it. It's called Off Limits, and it's basically us interviewing activists and philanthropists about a subject that's usually off limits, politics. That's right. 
You guys probably know Leah Black from The Real Housewives of Miami on Bravo, but she was Miami royalty long before she did that show. She is the co-founder of the Black's Annual Gala, which has raised millions of dollars for troubled teens and is the party of the year every Every year in Miami. (laughs) She is an entrepreneur. God, what is happening? A dedicated philanthropist, a wife, a mom, and she can be seen every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern time on Facebook Live doing her hilarious dishy show, Lunch with Leah. Check it out. The important thing, and I know it's not classy to say, but it's relevant to our conversation today. Leah Black is part of a rare breed of humans, the stuff of urban legends. So (laughs) rare, in fact, that until we met her, we weren't even sure they actually existed. She is rich. Like, really, really, really rich. And she is an avid Democrat. Rich Democrat. That's right. So suck it. They exist. Hi, Leah. Hi, girls. That was a dumb introduction. <laughs> well, I'm wanted, afraid to talk now. No, we Ready wanted to get. Illusion. We got it. To, we had to get all the good, the good stuff in, so people knew the the magic yeah. that is Leah. The magic. <laughs> so, okay, let's let's let our listeners just get to know you a little bit. Now, you're from Texas. Yes, was, I am. <laughs> so, most people think you know Texas conservative. Was your family conservative? Half of them are, and the other half are not. So when you were so smart, as, the smart ones are not right. So when you were growing up, was it ever like a thing? Were you always sort of like the the carefree liberal Leah, or was there a time where you were, you know, more of a Texas conservative young Leah? Um, I was never really a conservative, but. Uh, you know, I'm really a centrist, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think everyone kind of has to compromise. I'm, I'm a moderate in a lot of ways because I think to get anything done, you know, everybody has to give a little bit. Now, if I could just be fully who I am, you know, I'd let all the criminals out of the jail and all the animals out of the zoo. <laughs> but right. So life, life doesn't work that way. So I'm pragmatic about it. But I'm definitely more, um, way more on take, on the side of taking care of the underprivileged, the middle class, educating the youth, taking care of the planet, all the things that are, you know, really the foundation of, of Democrats as opposed to just big business making money and raping and pillaging the climate, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can't help that. I mean, I, I just can't not be that person. It's like everybody said, well, look at the good side. When Trump was elected, at least, you know, you'll save on your taxes. I'm like, but so what? At what expense? I mean, they'll go and they'll <clears throat> run us into the ditch again. And then we'll, the Democrats will have to come in and bail everybody out again. And then we pay sooner or later. There's no shortcut. You know, there's always a price for everything. So the rich may get richer while the poor get poorer. But then everybody's going to be going to the emergency room instead of having health care. So at the end of the day, your life, the quality of life is more important than really the extra amount of money that you have. Once you have enough, you have enough. Oh, yeah. And so just so the audience knows, Leah is married to international sex symbol and legendary (laughs) defense attorney Roy Black. Look him up. He's amazing. He's brilliant and rich and just as generous as Leah. (laughs) So I want to know, did you did your guys politics always match up? Because we've spent time with Uh, you. Yeah, always matched up. He's even more liberal than me. He's definitely on the far end of the liberal Democrat and way left on social issues because he's you know, works inside the court system, the criminal justice system, and he sees the abuse by the, you know, bureaucrats and the people in power. So he's probably more liberal than me uh, on social issues. But yeah, we're both definitely match up uh, mentally at match up with the Democrats versus the Republican, uh, you know, versus autocrats or socialists. You know, we're, we're definitely on the left side of, of, uh, the democratic side. And what about, what about RJ? So you guys have a son, RJ, and he's, was he 16? He's 15. He's going to be 16 in a couple of months. And he's very, very well informed on current affairs, politics, social issues, the world, 
war, all the wars that have ever happened, why they happened, who participated, who they didn't, who didn't. Like, he doesn't like the French because they never helped with any of the wars. You know? <laughs> we should get RJ on here. No kidding. So we can learn about the wars. <laughs> Millennial, yeah. Well, I, my, yeah, co- they want to- my, cousin, my cousin told me that the millennials, she said the millennials she's around are they're They are kind of libertarian vibe. Like they, what, you know, whatever the hell that means, even though we did just learn, um, is he, what, what is it? What are him and his friends? What would you classify them as? Um, you know, it's funny, the school he goes to, you know, Miami, Florida, as you know, went red. <laughs> so, you know, I am in a red state, very blue about being red, but, um, you know, so it's a mixed batch, and a lot of the people at his school, you know, the, the Cubans particularly used to be very conservative, and then when Bill Clinton came in with Elian Gonzalez and sent him back to Cuba, that didn't help, and they were very uh, conservative. Now it's, it's kind of, uh, it's turned, you know, now I'd say it's half and half, but so he goes to a school where I would say that probably it's a mixed bag, you know, I think the teachers are more liberal. And I think some of the parents of the other students are a little more conservative. Hmm. Our Cuban- but he debates, you know, he debates with them and he always wins. <laughs> <According to him. laughs> How could he not? I mean, How could he not? <laughs> okay. So why do you think that, do you think, I mean, why do you think that everyone should be a Democrat? Like what, what do you think most people who are conservative Republicans, do you think that that's a faith based thing? or a greed-based thing, or... You know, it's funny. Some of them, I think it's because that's all they've ever known, and they grew up in a Republican household, and they hold it as a pride and a badge of honor, and we're Republican, and we're for free enterprise, and, you know, we're for this and we're for that. But if you just start breaking down the issues, if they're open-minded at all, they really are voting against their own self-interest most of the time. Now, I get the person that's super, super rich that wants to save on their taxes. Okay, that makes sense. You don't care about the rest of the world. Your taxes are the most important thing in your life, so therefore you can <laughs> go vote for Republican. I get it. I get the people that are super, super religious, and they're like, oh, my God, you know, the abortion. We had to have abortion. <laughs> and they go and they vote, you know, because they're one-issue people, and they're wanting to protect these unborn children. I don't agree with it because I I think, you know, if you don't <clears throat> agree with abortion, just don't have one. But yep. I get I get their point of view. What I don't get is this middle working class people that fall for this ridiculous we're for you the middle class coming from the Republicans when they want to privatize Medicare, they want to privatize Social Security, they don't want uh health care for everybody. They won't honor pre-existing conditions. They want to pay less on their taxes so we can, the middle class can pay more. Uh, and they feel like if you can't pay your way through college, too bad. And if you can't afford preschool, too bad. And <laughs> those are the ones that just push all my buttons. It's like, are you just want to shake them. Like, what are you talking about? How can you you got three kids, you're a single mom, and you don't have any money, and you're voting Republican? I mean, I feel like that's going to help you educate your kids? That's it's the not fight. Be the Republican. I would get into with my dad about, because he's conservative, and I would be like, they're not talking to you. You don't have any money. But he, I think, no. as far as my dad goes, I think it was about wanting money to go into the military, probably, because well, Republicans... I when I do stand up in places that are let's say red or whatever like for recently I went to Savannah Georgia and I met these people and these women were <laughs> you know they were I want to use the term socially progressive because there they were at the gay club enjoying gay stuff and the show and like th- saying to, you know, like coming to coming at me after and being like, I'm socially progressive and I think it's you people are fine or whatever. And then, <laughs> you, people. And then you know, but then it was like, well, then why are you voting for Trump or why did you vote for Trump? And they, the same thing was like echoed out and it's always been echoed out wherever I go, which is it's sort of like what you were saying. But. I'm a small business owner. This, this, I'm losing money. I can't give people health insurance. I need a tax break. We need more jobs. And a fiscally conservative, a fiscally conservative, but socially, socially progressive. progressive. And it's like, how can you? Where does that? 
how does those things that's don't match up? That's just a up. fake thing. That, yeah, think. that's a Well, if you look throughout history, the only presidents that have balanced the budget and left the country in a, a surplus uh, have been the Democrats. It has never happened on a Republican watch because what the Republicans do is they come in and shift as much money as they can to the top of the pyramid. And that's what they do. And then we go back, the Democrats, and look what Obama did, job unemployment is as low as it's ever been. Crime is as low as it's ever been. He has done everything except lower the deficit. And we wouldn't have that deficit if it weren't for the war that the Republicans started out of choice, not out of necessity. necessity. So they're not the party of fiscal responsibility at all. And if you look at the cabinet right now, that, that my theory has been all along that Trump is putting in everybody that's associated with the oil industry because I have always believed it's all about the oil. He's got Tillerson, he's got Manafort, he's got all these Russians. They want to drill in the uh, they want to drill in, yeah, and they want they want somehow some way those sanctions lifted, oh, yeah. and that's why they help Trump. And it's all about the oil, and the rest of it is smoke and mirror distraction. And, and yep. a con artist who's just pitching a story who happens to be a good salesman. He knows how to close the deal. Terrific and he's salesman. Pitching to these people, <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what it is. It's all about the oil. Well, and in two years from now. You're going to look back and we're going to see that it's all about the oil. Oh, and hopefully gas prices are real down. Because Julie just got a truck, so we need those gas prices down. (laughs) Julie needs that oil. Now, uh, speaking of the cabinet, what I wanted to ask you are your... Obviously, the cabinet is a bag of assholes. But who are your top three, you know, rank with the top three most egregious that he's... Well, Sessions has got to be the worst. And the reason he's the worst is because he's going to suppress voting rights. He's going to suppress rights for black people and he's going to suppress rights for gay people. And he's going to lock up anyone that dissents that he can. He's going to try to shut down free press. So he's by far the worst. Right behind him, I would say the Secretary of Education, but they really don't have that much power. But if she did have the power, she would want to go to charter schools at the expense of public schools. I mean, this is a woman that goes into the schools, never been to public school, and doesn't even know when she gets there that the teachers have to provide their own pencils. I mean, she hasn't a clue. They're billionaire, billionaire family that bought off the Republican Party for power. It's all pay for play. So the security people probably aren't that bad uh, other than Flynn. Flynn would have been the biggest disaster, but he's gone. And the new guy, McMaster, whatever his name is, apparently is a pretty moderate, um, smart, experienced guy. So I would have to say Tillerson. And it's not that Tillerson isn't brilliant, and it's not that he's not worldly, and it's not that he doesn't know his way around the world and can't make things done, get things done, and know people. And he's a brilliant guy, but the problem is his agenda. And I just believe that his agenda is all about the oil. And and he came out of nowhere. And that had to be a red flag. I mean, who would have thought of this guy? Well, the second that that, 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 that that happened with Michael Flynn, I was like, it just became clear that that anyone that he nominated that had anything to do with Russia was obviously in on the master plan. On the long con, yeah, baby. And wasn't going to, they <laughs> yeah, were all going to go exactly with it. exactly what it is. And it's like, that's Every why they're out of nowhere. The, listen to Maxine Waters, because she oh, said. Oh, that's what I said. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I saw that, Julia. I texted. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. on the phone with Brandy, like, Maxine Waters is breaking it down so hardcore. I'm recording it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's saying it all. She said every single thing. People he need said to every it. single thing that I have been plan. thinking, but don't have the fluency to say the way she did, nor the platform you, to say the way she did. Yeah, but everything yeah. I've been thinking, she spewed it out in chronological order. And I yes. loved it because she wouldn't even let Chris get a word in. No. She's just like, I'm going to get this out because yes. it's going to be on the record. She knows. And she's, been, and she's been like doing it. She's been breaking it down from the beginning and from the time where she like dropped the mic and was like the FBI director is shit. And then she, she just knows. She knows exactly what's going on. Okay. She knows exactly what's going on. I'll tell you the two most 
dangerous people, though, right now in Washington are, are, are Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. They, oh. They're really dangerous because they're enabling this con artist. I was listening to George Will last night. He's really a true conservative and a genius, brilliant guy. Whether you agree with him or not, he's grounded in history. He mm. knows everything about history. He's a true conservative. A phys- you know, he's like the real deal for conservatives if you're a conservative. Trump is not a conservative. He's a con artist. And and so I can have, I can accept conservative people and conservative principles. I don't agree with them, but because I don't think it works that way if you don't take care of the middle class and the engine of the world. But I can understand where they're coming from. But Trump is, stands for nothing. He stands for himself getting elected and getting oil and rape and pillage. How do you and, think? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no. I was going to ask... Um, you know, we, we're talking about Republicans and you I think you articulated the Republican agenda and all that stuff. But, um, how do you and your in your circles or your rich people circles navigate friends and colleagues voting for Trump? It's like there's Republicans and then there's people who voted for Trump. How do they rationalize it? Well, the true intellectually honest Republicans will tell you we would have been far better off with Hillary Clinton and that Trump is just a disaster, and they're Republicans, but like Anna, the Anna Navarros of the world, they just can't stomach him. You know, the Robert Trumps, they just can't, even though they were, um, you know, they're really Republicans. But the ones that just don't get, they, they aren't following it close enough and they don't see it, they're the ones that I think purposely turn a blind eye because they just want to save on their taxes. Mm. And to be honest with you, these people that are Republicans, unless they're really intellectuals and they're people that you need in your life for some reason, you tell me who you voted for and I'll tell you who you are. And if you voted for Trump and haven't yet acknowledged that it was a mistake, you and I don't have anything to talk about. We view the world so differently that why would I want to go to a dinner party with you? Why would I even want to waste my time talking to you? You aren't getting it. You know, oh, you're I, just like under that, the ether. That reminds me, I was going to ask you. So we were when we were at dinner one night, we were sort of talking about a, a mutual friend, and you said that you were going to, we won't say who it is, and you said that you were just going to ask her, point blank, if she voted for Trump. And then I can't remember what you said if you, like, that you were just going to tell her she was a stupid idiot if she said yes. And, and then I was wondering if you have, you had friends in your life that you've asked that just point blank and have they been, uh, you know, unwilling to tell you? Cause I think this mutual friend of ours, she doesn't say who she voted for. She won't say who she voted for. And um, I'm just wondering if you've had that conversation with other friends in your life or if you've stopped being well, friends with people. You know, because of social media, most of them pretty much put out there who they're for. And so if you know they're at, they're advocating Trump, then you know who they are. If they're just not paying attention, they've always voted Republican, and then you tell them what he stands for, and they go, oh, I wish I would have been paying attention, and I regret voting for him. You know, that's, that's a different scenario. But the ones that defend him and enable him when they know that they're being hypocrites. If, imagine if Hillary Clinton would have had her campaign people having Putin and his people help her win an election. Can you imagine? And imagine if, if she, he doubled his Mar-a-Lago dues from a $100,000 membership fee to $200,000 the minute he got elected. Wow. Now that is pay to play. And as much criticism with Crooked Hillary, he was projecting everything he said about her is something he was doing himself. And people that don't see that or don't want to see that, you know, honestly, I, I just don't, I can't even have them in my energy sphere. I, I don't even want that negativity around me if you're that fucking stupid. You know, I just can't deal with stupid people. And that is stupid. And they, they don't, they're just like justifying it and enabling them. And that's what George Will said last night is the day he went and registered as an independent, when he's been a Republican his entire life, he ran, he took over Buckley's magazine, the Weekly Standard. I mean, this is as Republican conservative as you get, was the day that Paul Ryan endorsed Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He said the party has gone off the deep end. I can't support the party anymore. So I like to be around smart people. I will tell you that this one woman I know that voted for Trump, went to, to an event with Charlie Crisp, and I was there, 
And Charlie won the House seat in Florida. He used to be the governor of Florida. He was a Republican. He became a Democrat. He lost when he ran for the Senate because people were so angry that he changed parties. And he just recently won the Democratic House. Well, I knew this woman was sitting there. And when I started talking about Trump in front of her, she was like a whore in church wiggling in her seat. And I was going on about anybody that voted for him and how could these people be so stupid. And I knew she was sitting there. And I did it on purpose because I wanted her to feel uncomfortable. I wanted her sweating. And I wanted her sweat. And the second it was over, she got out the door so fast. Her heart was like racing because I was calling her out without calling her out in front of a bunch of Democrats because she voted for Trump. Why did she even vote for him? I don't even think she knows because she got, because somebody got a hold of her head and said you need to vote for him. That's exactly what happened. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, and it will be a. I can't. I can't. Well, this is why we love that's, you, Leah. Yeah, that's I why mean, we love you, Leah. That's obviously. why we had you on. We could we could talk for hours, but we're unfortunately out of time. Um, thank you so much for talking with us and sharing your rare slash rich slash liberal point of view. With 14 <laughs> listeners. Um, tell them where they can find you on Facebook and Twitter and, and all your social media. I'm Leah Black at everything. Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> Leah Black YouTube. Miami. Right? Leah, Leah Black, Black Miami. Miami. You're right. Leah Black Miami. And my lunch with Leah on Wednesday where we dish the dirt on everybody. Yeah, you guys check out Leah's Facebook um, lunch with Leah because it's it's gossip. It's it's funner yeah. than politics. Gossip. That's and it's, right. It crosses all party lines. That's we can all funny. make Kim Kardashian equally. That's right. And oh, has, God. knows and has met everyone and has a story to tell about all of it. So thank you That's again, right. Leah. We'll talk to you and see you soon. Love the you. next time I'm in L.A., we have to throw a party in your honor, okay? <laughs> oh, God. Yes, we love that, just like you did for Obama. It's a fundraiser <laughs> for our mortgage. That's right. You see, you're stepping on up. <laughs> love okay, you, Leah. Girl, so much. You too. Bye. Well, that was funny. That, I mean, I, I, I really could. I, I feel that we should. She needs to. I want to have Leah call back, and I want to talk about all the people she's met. Because yeah, she's we met all the political we didn't people. Get into half of it. And hopefully, you guys like love her as much as we do. But um, I just want to say, I want to clarify okay. that segment's not supposed to be like we don't want to debate with people. We're just talking to people, and they're we're letting them express themselves. They don't necessarily express how we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like even with Kate Clinton, it was like we didn't watch the Cartoon Network. We watched the motherfucking inauguration. You know, um, so. that's true. I will say, Leah pretty much expressed everything I felt. Well, oh Jesus. Well, okay. Well, I want to say <laughs> she doesn't represent my views, and I. I don't necessarily like just say people, you know, that I love are stupid idiots for people that I like voting for Trump. But um, what I, d- I did well, want to just yeah. clarify with um, but I love her for that. And I love yeah. and I think she's really smart and um, look up to her a lot. But I wanted to say clarify about Jeff Sessions. OK, just that um, I thought that 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 is where you can lose a little bit of credibility because. I don't necessarily think he's going to overtly like repress black rights and gay rights. And he may be, you know, but where I think that he is dangerous is that um, he's supposed to be in charge of investigating, you know, things that the The administration administration is doing. And, and, and here too, for he has yet to do that. And there has been a lot of shady dealings and it's all coming out about Russia and he's yet to even start any sort of investigation, put together any kind of, you know, um, group of people that are you know that he's not involved with no and he won't yes but he he was involved with the voter suppression though in his own state no i know that but i'm talking about i think there's going to be a lot of watchdogs up his asshole (laughs) and i think he's going to be very careful about repressing anyone's rights but where he's absolutely already has proven that he's dangerous is he has yet to investigate anything and there's many things that need to be investigated and i think just even just saying that about him um and not predicting that he's gonna right you know, make gay people go live in pedophile land where they all belong. (laughs) No, but he's going to be in charge of and or help and or be, he's, he's not going to, he's not going to come down in favor. Yeah. We can tell you that he's not going to come down in favor of anything that you care about (laughs) anyone. So, all right. Well, um, that was fun and I hope you guys liked her. And if you didn't, she's, it doesn't even matter because she's just entertaining and we love listening to her voice. And yeah, and you need to go watch her lunch with Leah, and she's great. And and I and I just want to say too, and talk in giving everyone a voice and everyone a platform and a, and their opinions. That's a person's opinion that we never get to hear. We don't ever get to hear a rich liberal person besides like Russell Simmons, who's so fucking annoying. But somebody who, sorry, not sorry, but like somebody who's like. 
says it in a, and I like the way she talks about it because I do feel that she, like how she was describing how she is. She's realistic and pragmatic, but she's also um, uh, progressive and idealistic. And I think that that is a really nice combination. (laughs) Um, Well, we need to do an off limits with a conservative person. We do. I know. When's that person coming? I don't know. We tried to get Milo. But the shit blew up. <laughs> oh, we yeah. were already going to try to get him on before That's the true. shit blew up. So we got screwed. I know. Bring your sexist ass on here, Milo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's get to the next section. our new segment called Just the Tip of the Iceberg. I like how you say that sexually. Well, I feel there's something sexual about it. Yeah, well, it's just the tip. Right, which... You haven't had in years. (laughs) Keep it going. (laughs) We did this last week, and now it looks like we will probably do it every week, because every issue goes deep hunty, and there aren't enough minutes in the podcast or brain cells in our heads to sort through it all. So we will skim through the surface in a superficial, general way, in just the right tone, to offend everyone. Yay! So last Wednesday, Trump rescinded a rule that President Obama, boyfriend to the universe, put in place for all schools, which basically allowed transgender students to use the restroom that corresponded with their gender identity. What this rule did, among other things, was force the schools that didn't want to mix birth genders to provide unisex private bathrooms. Without this rule in place, these schools can remove these private unisex bathrooms and force transgender kids to use the restroom matching the gender they were assigned at birth. This gets very confusing. It gets very confusing and very um, touchy. And a lot of people get very offended. Very offended. So, I mean, just to start, like, obviously, obviously anything Obama did, we are behind 100 (laughs) percent because we don't want to dig into it too deeply. But also, if there's something in place to help kids, Mm -hmm. we want them to be helped. And furthermore, I just want to say, so basically, we already told you, but all all they did was take away something Obama made a national regulation you know, protecting transgender kids in their bathroom rights. And they took Trump, took it away and made it a state issue. And I think we all know from, you know, the catastrophe that was gay marriage for fucking 900 years (laughs) that states shouldn't be in charge of civil rights. You know what I mean? They shouldn't. No. And they won't be. And it will never work out that way. And this has to be a national thing. And it wasn't until gay marriage was was nationally recognized that it became real. Yeah, I mean, and also, like, how shitty of him and that administration to remove, like, to remove any protection. Like, why do you even care? And you what know, are you doing? I think Trump doesn't care. The reason we know he doesn't care is because, first of all, he said in his campaign, he said he didn't care. He uh, said yeah. he was fine with it. They asked him the question about Caitlyn Jenner. And they said, would you let Caitlyn Jenner use the women's bathroom in Trump Tower? And he's like, obviously, like, I could give a flying fuck. <laughs> and the truth is, I don't think he cares. I don't think that he's... I don't think he's anti-Semitic. That's a different issue. That was at his the oh, press right. conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's homophobic. I don't think he's transphobic. I think he doesn't give a fuck about this because it doesn't equal him making money right. or the country making money. Mm-hmm. I think this is a party issue and Republicans can go suck a fucking bag of Bibles and get the fuck out of our face with that shit. Yeah. And it's a it's like a culture war that they keep pushing the issue. Always. With this shit. Like, we, you know, it's like you want... You you think we made this progress, but they can't, they think that the Republicans want to be like the left agenda and the, the the liberals and they're obstructioning and they're blah blah blue and they're crying and they're whining. It's like you are just as bad, but pushing back from the opposite direction. You keep like this was done. It was a protection. Yeah, it's already there. Why do you care for some kids to just go to the fucking bathroom in a school, but you had to take that away? Yeah, like you need to. You needed to. You needed to. Po- like scrape off a, a scab and poke at it yeah for what exactly What's it getting it's you there it's it's gotta be it's a it's like a it's a religious based thing and just honestly if you want to go out yeah if you want to go after abortion and you want to go after you know not even really abortion because that can be people under 18 but i would think 
at any cost, no matter what the dumb regulation is, put in a regulation to protect kids. It didn't cost anyone any money. And even right. if a stupid school had to designate a bathroom that was already there and make it unisex and private, every fucking kid deserves a private bathroom if they need it. No kid should have to go in the bathroom and get told, get teased or bullied because they're fat, because they're goth, because they're Muslim, because they're in a weird outfit, whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. that's where the bullying always starts. Right. And ev- and what if somebody just wants to take a goddamn stinky shit or has a lot of gas? Like, I don't want to do that next to someone. All the bathrooms, in fact, should be private. But, I don't know why. But there should be one in every school. And it wouldn't cost them money to designate one. And who cares if somebody has to walk across the quad? They're happy to do that. They want to get away. Yeah. And like to take it away. It's just it's it's just such a it's like a it's a fuck you. And it's fucking gross. It is gross. It's so, so completely gross. They should be ashamed of themselves They really should. And they should have done better. And they didn't. And it's disappointing. And. You know, hopefully it opens a broader issue about just um, bullying is a big deal. And it's got it's been a big deal since. Yeah. Since Little House on the Prairie. You know, we know Nellie did it. You know what I mean? To Laura Ingalls. So like right. it happens and it's and now it's gotten dangerous and the schools are huge. And there needs to be if they're, I don't know. It's just it's sad and it's it doesn't look and good for people, them. It doesn't they, look good for and them I at do, all. And I do think that a compromise and if you want to call it a first step or a compromise, if you don't believe in transgender shit or gay shit or whatever and you don't want your girls you think that the boy is coming into the bed or whatever whatever then have the separate bathroom make it that's the compromise in my opinion that's the compromise like it's you know what i mean it's 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 a tall order to make people i get that it's a tall order to get people to fully wrap their heads around transgender shit and i can i can understand that and i can um yeah compassionate to that and they're kids and it's parents and it's heated even more than adults. So fine. So rather than pushing your agenda onto, you know, other people's kids, get a separate fucking bathroom. And it was a great compromise. It and that is mean, a great compromise. It didn't mean anyone was mixing. And no. It didn't really mean anyone was segregated. It was right. just a unisex private bathroom that anyone could use. And they didn't all probably implement that, but like many of them did. Right. So, you know, come on. Okay. Come on. Well, um, we, I hope we're not being too preachy. (laughs) Um, <laughs> uh, we are. So, if no, you're a first time listener, um, to close the show each week, I give Julie the task of finding a so there's that moment. It can be a ray of light shining through the shit that gives her hope. Or maybe it's just a moment that helps her put things into perspective and achieve a greater understanding of the giant clusterfuck that we're living in. <laughs> and we, so we kind of had like a great conversation with Leah Black, and that was fun. So, this snuck up on us so quickly. Yeah. This episode is ending, but, um, all right, meow, meow. What is your so there's that moment of the week? You know, this is a very difficult and challenging. Uh, You're loving the sound of your own voice. I am you right bug now. Nut. I'm going to take those headphones <laughs> off you. This is a very difficult. Um, this is difficult for me. Every week it's a challenge and it's getting harder and harder. We're aware. <laughs> so I just need to keep letting everyone know how difficult it is. And it's virtually impossible to find this. So yeah, so we don't need your judgy fucking eyes on us when Julie picks terrible. So there's that's every week. <laughs> that's, okay, yes. Britain, that's our producer. She's like, can you do something a little more positive? <laughs> like, I can't. I honestly, I just wish I could. I wish I could. Here's the the one pot ray. You want to talk about a ray of light? Here's a pin prick of light that happened. Now, and I don't even know if it happened. We, it's a leak. No, it, was, it, it did. I believe it did. It did. Okay, so. Basically, Jeff Sessions was the one to push the ultimately is or takes the fall for pushing the taking the transgender bathroom rights away from the kids. He's the one who ultimately pushed it. However, he could not get that push through without Betsy DeVos's signature. Now, from what we understand in a leak, Betsy DeVos literally said she felt uncomfortable and didn't want to sign it. Then Trump had to come in and say, you have to sign it. No, Sessions had to take it to Trump because she refused to sign it. Three Republicans reported this. Okay. That she refused to sign it. So Sessions had to take it to Trump. So basically, I just was impressed 
I was impressed. So Trump she told showed, so Trump told her. Oh, so okay. So Trump told her she had to sign it. And then she lose her job. Right. So then she had to sign it. So then she signed it, but then she put out a statement, a very strong worded statement that said she was uncomfortable. She wanted every child to be protected. She didn't want anybody to be discriminated against of any type of kids. Right. And she was basically said she was goddamn fucking pissed off that she was strong armed into doing that by the fucking Republicans and their puppet, Jeff Sessions. Right. So um, I think that's cool. And even though she had to sign it and whatever and whatever we may think of her and we don't know what how what kind of a job she's going to do. The cops think- are coming to get us. Hide all the drugs. <laughs> oh, don't worry. They're all hidden in my body. <laughs> um, she uh, she showed some heart. She showed some compassion. She showed some awareness. And um, regardless what? of her kingdom of God, she certainly for that moment felt bad because she knew that there were going to be kids out there, regardless of what you think, that were going to feel unsafe. Oh, that and did were represent be hurt. what you want, religious people, what you hope. That's true. That they, you know, they love everyone. Live and, and body. It's all God's children. Right. And also, I think in addition to that, I think it did provide a greater understanding of like, for me at least, like how the Republicans are going to get try to push their agenda through via via Jeff Sessions Mm -hmm. and how she ultimately doesn't have control over shit. And it really did tell me like whatever Obama did or didn't do, that was all Obama. Like I feel like Obama and his, you know, his big balls was like, I'm not doing that. And I think with Trump, it's like Trump's going to be for the things that don't make him money. He's going to be he's going to do whatever the party wants. And Betsy DeVos isn't going to have any control over shit if she wants to keep that job. Right. Right. So, um, there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Yes, I can't help feeling like it was boring, which I was just saying because we weren't drunk this time. Oh God, you're, it's I can't believe you're not Jewish. Your negativity is insane. <laughs> well, you're so low energy. <laughs> I'm low energy. How about I don't feel low energy? I do not think I've been low energy. You can go ahead and tweet and or write in and say that you think I'm low energy, and that's fine. But I don't think I am. Well, everything is more boring when done sober. But I thought this was very exciting. We can't spend our whole lives drunk. We only do that in the summertime. Right, and like November and December, and usually, yeah, right around there. Right. And, you know, this time of year, we just basically maintain a 50, 55% not sober during the week. Mm-hmm, right. Just so uh, you guys know, we have two pages on Facebook. So there's an official page, which is facebook.com slash dumbgaypolitics, and then we also have a members-only group run by our one of our amazing 14 listeners, Heather Douglas. So if you're into it, subscribe to that page. You go into Facebook and you search dumb gay policies and it'll say fan page members only and then you join it go into the search bar blah 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 great we love you guys thanks for listening and as always it's been real and it's been fun but mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb and boring and low energy oh my god love you leah black leah <laughs> black for president we're not gonna let it go down like that because we got a dumb gay podcast a dumb gay political podcast we probably don't have all the facts but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack that's why it's a dumb gay podcast a dumb gay political podcast Ooh, it's all shit it's all shit Ooh, it's all shit it's all shit i mean are we gonna die i don't know I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know.